We are back. This is Professional Wrestling, the podcast, not professional. It's professional with the bros, Jonathan A. Cohen, and we got Jean Pierre El Curry. We are your wrestling so called experts. We finished the week of top five faces, the nice guys in wrestling. It's time to get to my favorite topic. It is top five heels in wrestling, which includes WWE, AW. You did the faces. I did the heels. JP, were you surprised by my list? I I was really shocked by it. Let's see what the viewers think once we get into it. Well, uh, I certainly took a couple swerves on that one, didn't I? Oh, you sure did. You you really uh, swerved me pretty good because I was thinking that you would have swerve at, on that list and pretty high up. Where did you think swerve was going to be? I would have probably ranked him for because you created the list. I would have put him at at first in first place. You would have put him at first. Where did you think I would have him also first? Yeah, I, I would have for you. I would have thought you would have put him in first. Yeah, and where would I you... would have? I would have. I would have. On this list, I would have put him in fourth for sure. So Swerve comes in at number none. He is not on this list. I know, and I wanted to do it because you know how much I love Swerve, right? I know. It blew me away. Well, there's a reason why Swerve Strickland's on this list. Do you hear the pop when his music comes on? Yeah. They love him. And do you know how many times during his matches they chant swerve, swerve? I so don't much. This is where, okay, let's put this straight, folks. You got faces and you got heels, but now we got these hybrids out there. Yeah. Swerve is a hybrid at best. I mean, he they the fans love him. They got his song is gonna get remixed if it hasn't been done already. Swerve is doing the media tour, Prince Nana. Uh, we got problems here in life because Swerve is uh, really becoming a face here. They just adore him and they chant for him. So how do you call this guy a heel? You know, we got mm. we got problems in life. We got real problems. Like, like Rhea Ripley, is she a heel for you? When people chant mommy, mommy, mommy. She's not. She's, she's not. not. She's not. And this is why they're strategically keeping away from Dom. They're putting in JD. Jordan Devlin, Jordan Devlin. Yeah. And so we're going to get rid of the hybrids and we are going pure heels. So number five is the head of the table. Roman Reigns comes in at number five in heels. And that's a shocker. So how did the guy who's been carrying the belt for what feels like forever and probably one of the biggest draws in WWE end up in number five for you jonathan we he's still a heel i accept it but there's so yeah. many people putting up the one and when that music plays he gets still captures a lot of attention and he's not heelish enough for me it's like he's become mm -hmm. too vanilla like it just he's not he's not like taking a screwdriver to your forehead you know like like Mox has gone on to become a face again, right? Like Mox yeah. when he was in when he when he was properly in his, in his whole uh, faction there in the BCC when they were at their worst, those are heels. Now the BCC are pretty much faces, yeah. except Wheeler Yuta, who I like, but it's kind of irrelevant, unfortunately, until uh, 
you know, Daniel Garcia hopefully goes back to them or does go to them as he was planned. But Roman yeah. Reigns right now doesn't have much of a faction going. Uh, he's got Solo as one of the Usos, still has Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is starting to branch out a bit. Yeah, uh, he's just not heelish enough for me. Still got too many fans, and they don't boo him enough. Like, for me, for a top heel, I'm booing you. I'm telling you that I want your leg amputated. I don't want to ever see you again, you know? I want... This is the kind of energy that I want to see, and I'm not feeling it from Roman Reigns. So, because of where he is and everything else in life, he gets to be in in the top in the top spot in number five. But he's not any higher because he's not heelish enough. Yep, I feel you on that one. He's uh, I I thought that he might have came just a little bit higher considering his his accomplishments. Uh, but yep, he he's definitely not in the number one spot. And do you remember who that was that talked about uh, that he was unhappy with somebody and said, I, I hope your leg doesn't heal and everything else? No. What's... Okay, so uh, when Rey Mysterio got injured and they and they blame uh, Santos Escobar, Santos said, I hope your surgery doesn't go well. I hope you get an infection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's heelish behavior. That's heelish, yeah. Santos Escobar now... He's slowly working his way into the top 10 heels. Like that's the kind we're talking about. You turn on your best friend, you turn on your faction, you insult him. This is the way to go in life. So we're going to save somebody who's even better than him at it, but that's where the direction, but Santos, you're just not there enough. You've been too much of a face for a while. You're working your way up the list of heels though. So stay tuned for Santos at number four in a similar vein as Roman Reigns. One of my favorite wrestlers going. He has brought back uh, the sacred mat. You know, the mat is sacred. And uh, he doesn't like to deal with amateurs. And that is Gunther, the ring general. Um, Gunther, heel beyond heel. Here's my thoughts on Gunther. So I'll start off because I'm a big Imperium guy. I see where they're going with Imperium that him and Kaiser are having issues. Mm-hmm. That's obvious. So happens that uh, that uh, WWE is coming to Germany in August of 2024. Lo and behold. By then, we're going to have it that Gunther and Kaiser are facing off against one another enough that Kaiser is going to turn on him and we're going to have a Kaiser-Gunther main event. That's going to be freaking amazing. But here's the problem with this. Gunther was better when he talked less and Kaiser did the talking. Mm-hmm. We had Survivor Series, and Gunther did not have Kaiser doing the intro for him. Ladies and gentlemen. Like, that was the best. Like, seeing that in a pay-per-view, but now Gunther's doing more talking, Kaiser's doing less talking, and I, I start to see Walter again. I'm not seeing Gunther as much, and yeah. he's not as heelish. He needs to have... His goons doing the talking, his goons doing the dirty work. Now his goons are kind of, you know, turning on each other. And we don't have as much of a heel faction. Uh, and, and I don't know. So Gunther, I'm not feeling as much. He's not that heelish enough anymore. He's just the champ with a broken faction. So he gets number four for me. Yeah, I I would uh, I would have had him there as well. Uh, or at least so, somewhere in that mix. This, this list is pretty tight, man. A lot of, lot of good candidates on here. Well, last week, you had it number three, LA Knight. That's right. 
which many would argue is a top face in the business. Well, at number three is who you would say, I'm sure, and who most would say is a top heel in the business, and that's our boy, Christian Cage. Captain Charisma. <laughs> uh, I can't say enough good things about Christian Cage. I mean, from dissing people's dead fathers <laughs> to... Uh, to turning on his best friend, Adam Copeland, slash Edge, Ed. <laughs> to bashing in Luchasaurus and then changing his name to Killswitch, to taking who we thought we thought was going to be his favorite son, to now it's Nick Wayne. Uh, I mean, it, it, it don't get more heelish than Christian Cage, right? So you would think that should be number one. That's that's on my list. That is number one. I don't think anyone's doing it better in my books than Christian Cage right now. He's elevated the title, the TNT Championship. He's working amazing storylines. He's bringing up talent with him. He's got a mean-looking posse. He's got Kill Switch. He's got Wayne. There, you know what? He's he's getting eyes on these guys, and and he's having a great time doing it. And he also is running a charity. If you saw his last intro, I did the not. Kids, the, I missed that. <laughs> the, when when he was being sung in at full gear, kids, um, there was a children's choir singing him in, and the commentary team said that that's his adopted children or or a charity that he sponsors. <laughs> right, so he's he's just killing it. I love what he's doing. I don't think, I, for for current active uh, wrestlers. I think he's probably number two or number three of best on the mic. You know, close close call between LA Knight and CM Punk and Christian. I think those guys are very close. And uh, Christian's just killing it, man. I He's number one in my books. I love the program he's running, the storylines. Everything's great. So CM Punk versus Christian Cage in a diss off. Oh my lord! All day long yeah. I watch that. Must that'd see be, TV. That'd be fantastic. LA Knight's very good. Don't get me wrong. Christian Cage is just at another level. I really want to put him higher on the list, but the problem with Christian Cage is his age. Uh, the fact that he was a manager for so long, not really wrestling, still doesn't wrestle that much. He wears his poo suit. <laughs> he's in this he's in this kind of managerial slash wrestling because he's not in this prime. He's not in WWE. If he was doing that level at WWE, maybe high, a little bit higher on my list. Like even Paul Heyman's not on this list because yeah. people chant along with him. But Christian Cage is freaking amazing, I gotta say. And so good. but the fact he's so good at it, he also makes you laugh. It's he's like part comedian and it makes it a little less heelish just because it's so good. It's like yeah, so it, it's like the boys, right? I want <laughs> to boys is a really dark show, but it's hilarious at the same time. Christian Cage is doing it. I mean, to me, and it's a guy who had a great career, right? And oh. it was a guy that was always seen in Edge's shadow, and now with Edge, Christian Adam Copeland coming in to AW, Christian has broken out of that shadow. Christian is now Christian. You know, he's now on his own. And Christian really is created his identity and not an edge of shadow. So kudos to him. One of the top heels. I love what he's doing too. And all day long. And I hope they let it run for a while the way it is. Put him more on commentary. He's fantastic. So good. Agreed. Agreed. 
Now we come to our top two. <laughs> Another guy that you were sure I, I thought I might put around number one, but I came at number two is uh, WWE's Whipping Boy, and that is Dirty Dom Mysterio. I like it. I like it. You've made me a believer, buddy. You've always sang his praises. I didn't see it. I didn't get it. But in the last little while, man, that guy has really earned his spot on this list. I mean, first of all, showing up at WrestleMania in the back of a police van, okay? Breaking up Mysterio Thanksgiving dinner and doing hard time, okay? <laughs> when he was a kid, all his friends got Mercedes. He got a BMW, and it wasn't even an M-Series. It's a hard knock life. Every time he opens his mouth, the fans <laughs> hate him. They hate him so much. They don't want him to talk. That's heelish to me. That when you're getting that yeah. kind of pop, like think of who people hate. Like I, I'm one of the few people on this planet that actually really loved Dom. Like I love the whole thing because also remember people didn't really like him as a face. He was kind of like Dom. That's, you know, he was raised sure. kid. He still wears the poo suit. He's still behind mommy's skirt. You know, he's the weakest member of uh of Judgment Day. Well, maybe Day. Jordan Devlin is, but you know, um. But once he gets a little more jacked, pulls off the poo top and really shows it. But until then, people just hate him on so many levels and he gets nothing but booze and that's heels to me. So yeah, he, was close to, the, he was close to number one, but he's getting number two for that. For sure. You know, and one thing that he does that the best heels in the, uh, in the wrestling history have done is the whininess, the complaining. You don't want to... You don't want to fight because you're hurt. You roll out the ring. You find distractions. You know, you you insult the crowd. You know, you, you interact with them a lot. And I really see that he's putting in the effort, and I do appreciate him as a heel. And he also spent a bit more time behind bars uh, at, uh, at uh, War Games. So he spent quite a bit of time behind bars there. He paid his debt to society, you know, and yeah. having the whole thing is he's it's so inconceivable that he's a badass, you know. So yeah. having him, <laughs> it's just it's fantastic. And you know what? Uh Randy Orton's first match back with Dom. And you can all say what you want, but Dom's a very good wrestler, actually. And he he put on a good show there with Randy. That's one of the things he did. Dom does not have a bad match. Dom knows how to take a beating, Dom knows how to be sneaky. And I love it. I love it. So, yep. you know, once the poo suit is off, once he gets to be a, his own man, even though he's got a belt and everything else, uh, you always get that feeling that he could lose at any point, you know? Yeah. So, so he's not a top guy. He's a middle guy, but he's doing really well. But just the whole heel effect. He's WWE's top heel, but he's number two on our list. Agreed. Coming up to number one. I know you didn't see this coming. For most people, that you wouldn't be the top five heels in wrestling. But for me, he's number one. He's the one, the only, the switchblade, Jay White, the leader of Bullet Club Gold. I got to tell you, man, if I'm Triple H, there's two guys I'm crying about right now, and it's Will yeah. Ospreay and it's Jay White. Jay White. How did they let Jay White fall to their fingertips? I mean, Jay White, 
first of all, you talk about top guys on the mic. Did you catch the Jay White MJF uh, roast? Jay White is so good on that mic without hesitation, and he can bury anybody in three seconds. And he does it so naturally, so elegant with his accent. He's from New Zealand, right? I think so, yeah. He looks the heel. He looks like he's coming out of the Hells Angels. He's got the washboard abs. He's got Juice Robinson as a psychic who's the, like, is there anybody more born to be a wrestling psychic than Juice Robinson? I mean, oh, good. He, he carries a cardboard, cardboard cutout of Jay White with him everywhere <laughs> he goes. And then you got the guns who are also lackeys and so perfect for what they are. They and- are so good in that role. And they're so sneaky and they are also bad. Like they are the Dom Mysterios of AW. You know, the way they turn on their dad. Yeah. So now you got all this this horrible posse going. You are <laughs> the Switchblade. And he's an amazing wrestler and talent. He could take out anybody at any point. I, and he, he, he kidnapped Triple B and yeah. walked around with Triple B and even defended Triple B. It's amazing. There's absolutely everything works perfectly and everybody boos him nonstop and hates him also. And he's an AEW and imagine Jay White was doing what he was doing in WWE. Jay White all day long. Agreed. He he's he did an amazing job building up that storyline towards full gear with stealing the belt. Um and just the promos back and forth and bu- building the anticipation for the match. They did a great job building that up. And, uh, but I don't know if he's one you'd want over at your house one day, Jonathan, especially with that beautiful, shiny belt behind you. Jay White comes over to my house. The chosen championship is going around his waist, but you know what? (laughs) If there's any man on this planet that was fit to wear the chosen championship, it's Jay White. You know what? So I'd be honored (laughs) for him to steal my belt. That's okay. We'll let that, that be. Um, I got to say this much. I really, in my opinion, I think Jay White got really screwed with that storyline. They built it up Agreed. so well. What the hell happened? It was just a very empty ending with MJF. Uh, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like, where do we go from here now? Yeah. Why would they do this to him? You know, it, it's it blew my mind, especially for uh, the full gear match. It blew my mind because. You know, they could have had the de- the devil character run in and just ruin it. but And that would make sense. Yes. But to have Jay White, you know, lose, you know, relatively clean, right? Cleanish, cleanish. It was yeah. cleanish, right? Um, it just, it, it was a real letdown because he worked hard to, to build it up. And he, d- he did deserve better than that. He's resilient, though. He will bounce back from this. And they've got a great program already lined up with him. Uh, right now so what do they got planned for him jp well he he's uh he's in programs with like swerve and he's he's uh competing for championships so let's see what happens that man needs some gold are they are we gonna see a swerve strickland jay white match yep you're gonna have that and it's uh you know it's i'm sure it's something you can't wait to see either i told you the only two people i'm stuck are is who's gonna beat mgf it's jay white or swerve strickland and Man, now I get the best of both worlds. I got to say from young talent and from, you know, up and coming to where where they are now. And I look at WWE's roster, I look at AEW's. Again, Jay White, Will Ospreay. AEW's got the two most talented wrestlers right now on the planet. Like having those two yep. guys, 
gives it, you know, I'll, I'll give him a pass on butchering the blade. I'll give him a pass on all the six man <laughs> tag team championships they got. Uh, although I do like the, uh, the scissor belts. Those are pretty cool. So good. This is me, baby. So, um, <laughs> I don't know if there's many better heels out there, but again, you got to be good on the mic. You got to have a posse. People have to boo the hell out of you. And it helps if you're actually good and you win. And I think Jay White's got everything. He's a complete package for me. Yep. Agreed. I think, I think he delivers on a lot of points, but for myself personally, just short of Christian cage. I love Christian. He's, he's just killing it. And I think I got bad news for you with Dom Mysterio. What's going on? I'm really, really worried that uh, that Rey Mysterio is going to get healed and they're going to have a match at WrestleMania, Santos Escobar against Rey Mysterio. And Dom is going to protect his dad at the end of the day. I have a bad feeling that we're going to have a face turn with Dom at some point and Rey's going to pass the That'd torch. That'd be cringy though. Oh, I Lord, know. I hope not. I hope not. I'm I'm liking Dom doing his own thing. I you know going back to that Randy Orton match you had mentioned uh, mm -hmm. on Raw, uh, I thought to myself I'm like you know what they actually did a great job with Dom because they made him his own character. He's not trying to be his dad. He's not trying to do the same lucha libre style as his dad. You know mastered, and I thought that they're handling it well. And I hope they stay separating them because that's very hard to do in second generation athletes, right? Um, or third generation in some cases to make your own identity and like Randy Orton is nothing like his father or his grandfather like you don't think of them every time Randy Orton comes out he he paved his own way and I'm hoping they let Dom do the same you brought up this idea I got it for you so you talked about Legacy 2.0 mm -hmm. Dom Ludwig Kaiser. Yep. Ludwig Kaiser is a second or third generation wrestler. There's there's a start of Legacy 2.0. I think that it's not working out for Ludwig Kaiser in Imperium. Dom, you yep. notice when they talk to him in the uh, vignettes, he's kind of the weakest one even on the mic with those guys and now with Priest and everything and now JD's around. I yeah. say Dom leaves and Ludwig leaves and they start Legacy 2.0 and there's your new faction for them. And even put them as a tag team, and that'd be pretty cool, actually. So yeah, he'll turn for Cody. I'm watching. Cody starts Legacy 2.0, brings in Dom, takes out Orton, takes out Orton, brings in Ludwig, brings in Dom, and starts Legacy 2.0 until yeah. they turn on him. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know they're going to, right? Yeah. But Legacy 2.0 started by yeah that that. You know, oh, so Legacy 2.0 started by Randy and Cody together. Cody turns on Randy and then brings in Ludwig and brings in Dom. Boom. There you go. You got the story ready to go. WWE, call us. AEW, call us. Call we'll us. We, we, We're we can ready. fix anything. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I got to tell you, as we're ending today's episode, I spent eight Canadian dollars a month and I subscribed to TSN Plus. And I get Rampage and Collision. I'm the one guy who actually pays legally for Rampage and Collision because <laughs> I have to watch. I don't want to watch anything else on TSN Plus. Yeah. And if I don't watch it live, they make me wait 24 hours for the replay. I don't get it. I want to watch Rampage at midnight, 1 a.m. Let me watch my Rampage. Why do I have to wait till the next day? But I do watch this thing. 
and I do develop storylines and I said to myself, I can do so much better than this. Tony Khan, give us a chance. Give us one ep. No, not even collision, not even dynamite. Just give us a one hour rampage and we can show you what we're about. Love it. Okay, Tony Khan, we're waiting for that call. <laughs> call me now. <laughs> He's JP. I'm Jonathan. This is Professional Wrestling, the podcast. We'll see you all back soon.